This is the Video Junkyard Podcast. A place that appeals to your deepest and darkest fantasies. The dead who haunted souls hunt the living. I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubblegum. From this nightmare world emerges a fearsome half-man, half-ape with the strength of 20 demons. Hey everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Video Junkyard Podcast, and today is a special one, uh, because it is our annual, semi-annual, or how about semi-annual, annual Razzie special, because we didn't do one last year, but yeah. uh, we were supposed to be doing this annually, and uh, yeah, anyway. Um, so yeah, the idea of doing the uh, Razzie special is something that came up a couple years ago. Oh, by the way, I'm Eric Branson, <laughs> and with me as always... <laughs> My good friends and Carlos Let's not, let's not have our Joe names Peterson. on this one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They already know who we are, Ryan. Oh, my God, know. no. Uh, so, um, Yeah, a couple of years ago, we came up with the idea of, you know, during awards season, instead of doing an Oscar show of any sort because of general lack of interest and or availability of the films uh, nominated for Academy Awards, that we were going to cover the Razzies instead, which kind of, you know, Relates it's, to the the kind of yeah. stuff we watch a little more, I think, than uh, yeah. It's it's appropriate, but, yeah. yeah. But um, yeah. So um, I kind kind of feel like we have a lot to talk about between like you know Razzies. Uh, I wanted wanted to know if you guys were aware of or had heard anything about any of the Razzies controversies this year. I almost kind of thought a can in the special all the way across because it just kind of was. And then uh, we'll get to it, obviously, but like, and then on top of, then we pick the movie we picked and the the experience of that and everything. It was like, wow, this is just a a heavy year for the Razzies. So, um, well, yeah, we well, missed the wrong year. And I think, yeah. yeah, really, I think it's it's worth pointing out. And I'm pretty sure we did this the last time we did a Razzie special as well. Uh, just like a little bit about the Razzies. You know, these are going to be the worst films or the worst performance or worst screenplay um and this is the 43rd razzie nominations and usually the the filmmakers or the performers that are nominated for a razzie you know either just kind of take it in stride occasionally actually show up to receive their award such as halle berry yeah. did when she was nominated for catwoman appropriately yeah some um you know sandra bullock kind of, i think accepted one yeah there's been a few others that too. have and it, they, they go with it um the, the ones on the list this year for Worst Picture include, but is not limited to, Disney's Pinocchio, uh, Morbius, and <laughs> The King's Daughter, and uh, Good Morning as well. So the last two I haven't even heard of. I did see Morbius, and it, it, it was Morbin time. Um, <laughs> it, it, yeah, I haven't seen Morbius, but I've heard a lot about Morbius, and just uh, no, nothing really good. So no, I'm not it's, surprised it, that that one's here. perfect fit for this award yeah but this year that there, was the... there was some controversy though yeah this year usually yeah, yeah, 12 year old a bad actor and it's like yeah yeah <laughs> it i think it it was yes not a good idea to nominate a 12 year old girl like that you know that just kind of in bad taste but at the same time i feel like the the general vibe like of 
the internet and uh and, and the 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 press in general like kind of misunderstand what the Razzies are and don't know well generally just don't have a sense of humor I think and and I and I kind of I kind of skate on the side of that because I hate it when like dudes think like you could get away with saying really shitty things to people and just be like oh lighten up have a sense of humor and you know and that's right. not what I'm trying to do but but there was like just in some people's responses to things like the Razzies should burn and all this stuff it's time for them to go away it's like ah lighten up it's really uh it's really harmless, and it's a group of people that love movies, and it started off as a little social club at university, and it's kind of grown into this thing. Um, we, as a, as a podcast, as a collective, as, as, as people I know, it really, it really get a kick out of watching, you know, movies that are probably less than the best a lot of times, and we, so I kind of feel like I understand where it's coming from. Yeah. Uh, I feel like it's all in good fun, and nobody is, like, literally trashing on anybody. Yes, I do think it was probably a misstep to nominate a child. Well, I I feel, (laughs) honestly, I feel it was a misstep to nominate a 12-year-old because it opens the floodgates because, let's be honest, how many 12-year-olds have you seen in movies that were really good? There's not bad. Bad (laughs) 12-year-old actor is, is... The standard for yeah, just that's, any now we have to nominate that is, every child. You know, like, it's like that's and it's good, so like I, that's the I brought this up right? before. There'll be hit. no more space for Sylvester Stallone to win anymore. Well, of these things. Yeah. So, I mean, like, and I brought this up before we're recording, but like I rewatched Star Wars Episode One with my son today, and yeah, the 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 child performances in that are terrible, and that includes um, all of them. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's not just it's not just Jake Lloyd. It's you know, it's, it's the women. Natalie Portman is not good in that, but she's a very good actress. And so sometimes when it comes to, like, a worst performance, that's also through the lens of the editor and the filmmaker themselves, not just the performer. Yeah. So, oh, it, certainly. you know, it's it's important to keep that in mind. So Because there are so many factors that... And somebody yeah. is just, like, maybe taking what they thought was best, and it's just exactly like not the you best know, take. It's, a lot of it's based on the direction, and then later the editing. And so it's... I, I always I mean, like it, to all the see, way back to the screenwriting and yeah you know, like, absolutely yeah. the script you know it George takes Lucas sh- can't write much <laughs> it takes um, it takes a ship to smell like shit I believe the phrase goes wouldn't go anyways <laughs> whoever wrote that you see right there probably right a there but <laughs> so I I I don't feel like we or the Razzies themselves are really like throwing hate on anything it's not it's being able to laugh when like any kind of craft, like any kind of, of talent, things don't always work out the way you plan, and sometimes the best right. thing that ends up on the screen gets a laugh from the audience that you didn't expect. And so, remember, this is all entertainment, right? So entertainment should yeah. be entertaining, if, one way or the other. If anything, I feel like this, in general, and in, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about how the one we watched for the, for this special is yeah. unique in this, in this regard as being different than this, but I feel like this draws... Um, attention to movies that may actually go under you know under the radar otherwise you know mm-hmm. people see them and just don't appreciate them and this i think actually it there it goes back to the old cliche of no you know no press is bad press and it's really these movies are getting attention from people like us that sure. you know maybe uh they wouldn't be getting otherwise so um I that is say, not the case no yeah for, not, not for the one tonight and i will say the last one yeah. that i remember recording was for Holmes and Watson, the Will Ferrell movie. Yeah, see, yeah, that's the only uh, other one we've done. See, and that was um, I wasn't even was... part of that one. This is my first one. That one was terrible. Bad vibes. 
Like that yeah. was a really bad fucking movie. Like yeah. the jokes were yeah. bad, the performances were bad, everything was bad. It just it was like weirdly amateurish considering it was made by a bunch of people that are not amateurs and it was yeah. like yeah it was just well it's one of those situations yeah, it was a very I bad, think it's very where poor you movie. see like the end of a formula no longer mm-hmm. holding up anymore and that being yep. the you know yep well we talked about that on that show like it's it's a group of people like that are in other movies that i find to be very funny um and and they're both you know all very talented people just it that just didn't gel like that movie did not work it was like the joke did not work when mike myers did the like, love guru I'm like yeah this just <laughs> it just doesn't work anymore yeah. you know yeah i think that that's a razzing nom as well uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. um but tonight's know, is different hold on i yeah i will say talking about all this award stuff i'm like fuck maybe at the end of the year we should just do our own video junkyard review like reward for all of our reviews like the best review and the worst nominate review. our best yeah Oh, oh, like our performances? Our, our, our like, oh, watching the, the movies that we have watched in that year, we give nominations Oh, like what's to. the best movie we've watched? We'll have we... our awards. Maybe we uh, should oh, do that. Yeah, Maybe. and have I'll our have own to... little side things. Make, yeah, I'll have to start actually like, writing them content. down so I remember. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Sorry, <Oof>. listen. You <laughs> can watch <laughs> the podcast all you want, but once you put the headphones in your ear, it's a whole new experience. Oh, yeah. <laughs> right. Anyways, but yeah, yeah. So, so yeah. There's a lot of Razzies hate coming into this uh, now or this award season, and and not totally undeserved, especially after the misstep last year with Bruce Willis, which is totally not the Raspberry Awards' fault. But you know, they're just doing what they do, and then unfortunately, days within him being nominated for a worst actor, nom- he makes the announcement that he had the dementia diagnosis, which they just recently. Uh, mm-hmm. Um, went up or yeah it, yeah. it escalated, escalated in some way like yeah. yeah um which i mean bruce willis whatever you know whatever feelings anyone has about him as a person is obviously a screen legend and i um yeah it's it's too bad that's that's and it, yeah the razzies just had bad timing on that one i feel like mm-hmm. the so that's a couple of consecutive years i i kind of hope they're not going away i've always had a lot of fun with this i get a kick out of bad movies I mean, every, um, every almost as much as I get a kick out of good movies, so, press, so it's yeah, on par yeah. with everything. Yeah, I mean, and the Oscars have been, you know, very uninteresting for a very long time, in my opinion. So I know there's some people that are really into it, and and it's not because the movies they're nominating are bad movies or anything. It's just I don't know. It seems like a it seems like a social club for you know that i'm not in <laughs> so that's why we start our own anyways mm-hmm. <laughs> exclude all we the just others. have to come up with it we have to come up with a name for our award because this is the golden raspberry awards they're the, the Razzies, junkies you know, the it would be the awards, junkies the oscars there you go man <laughs> two seconds and you got it the trash can yeah uh, <laughs> the, the garbage can. A little the junkies yeah. a little trash can spray painted Get the uh, golden Ben, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna really, we should really do this next next January. We're gonna make a make a point. We're gonna have an award show. So if if anyone's hearing this and we don't do it, you got to write in and, and you know call us out. And we'll, do, we'll, I mean, just write in, please. Yeah, somebody, write somebody, us write in so we Find can ignore it. it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Well, anyway, so the story of uh, this year's. Um, pick for our Razzie special and why it's different is because we watched the um, 2022 Marilyn Monroe biopic film Blonde 
Miss Monroe, it's time. This is not the type of movie that no. I usually think of being associated with the Razzies. And I'm not saying it's necessary it's not deserving of its nomination. However, it's a very I think it was nominated for very different reasons than something like Holmes and Watson or Morbius or um and that uh yeah, it's just I don't want to start to review the movie. I guess I'll uh give us grab us a little um synopsis here. Um the Blonde is a 2022 American biographical psychological drama film written and directed by Andrew Dominic and is the second adaptation of the novel of the same name. It's a fictionalized take on the life and career of American actress Marilyn Monroe. Um, stars uh, Ana de Armas as, uh, as Marilyn and um, also Adrian Brody, Bobby Cannavale, Xavier Samuel, Julianne Nicholson. Um yeah, I mean, it, I don't know if there's there's much more to tell you about it synopsis wise. It's a, it is in 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 the very basic sense a a biopic. It tells the story from you know um, Norma Jean's uh, childhood all the way up to um, her death, and yeah, as we as we know. Mm-hmm. But it's um, the I think we're. <laughs> To start the conversation, I guess where where this one is different, and I think where it ends, how it ends up a Razzie nominee for Worst Picture is the choices that the writer and filmmaker um, makes in the way that he tells this story. Being someone who has not read Joyce Carol Oates' novel, I'm not sure how much comes from the book and how much comes from. Well, um, she she praised it. So yeah, yeah, she was. I mean, she's very much on board. Like she's yeah. she's been one of the people that has been a cheerleader for the movie. Even um, even saying like it's like the male director did such an amazing job depicting feminism. 
uh, which is not mm-hmm. an easy feat. And I'm like, that is a very interesting definition. And it's and it's a bold statement, and it's, it's not one I'm going to repeat because it's not my place to make that de- determination necessarily. Yeah. Um, however, it's been it's been echoed by other people. And then, of course, there's the total reverse side of the coin, right? Like, there's people that think it's it's a um, a movie that tries to tackle exploitation by being very exploitive, exploitive. Uh, no, exploitive is a different word. Anyway, um, <laughs> but yeah, it's it's just an intense movie that doesn't have any like oh god good feeling about it's, it. It's 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 nearly three hours of just psychological and emotional torture with no positive plateau for you just to breathe and rest on. It's essentially, I said this once in our, in our, in our, uh, message in that I, this movie is essentially like an emotional, uh, uh, snuff film. Yeah. Like it is just, God, it is in a way. So yep. fucking well, hard. It was I, for I, me. I, yeah. I, I understand that it's, advertised they, they they keep saying it it's a fictionalized biopic okay fine yeah. but i could say the same thing about a lot of or a couple of paul thomas anderson's films like uh boogie nights them is about or the masters the, at the other the room. master there will yeah. be blood is loosely based on up upton sinclair's oil um you know like there are things that you know, like the the master is a good one because it's about L. Ron Hubbard, but it's not about L. Ron Hubbard. There's enough parallels where you get that's who is a little more than just inspiring this lead character, but it's different enough where you kind of see where where what started as like the bare bones outline, and then they added some things to it for dramatic effect, and that's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, with this. A fictionalized biopic is not a biopic, in my opinion. It, no, you know, it's you're, fan you're, fiction of history. It's, 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 yeah, and it's kind of disturbing it, it, to me, and I'm not trying to pick on one network or another, but it's no different than, oh, you're a 24-hour news network, and yet you have all these talk shows on there. People associate that with news. If you're calling this a fictional biopic, nobody hears fiction. They hear biopic. Yeah. Yeah, and did those words come from the filmmakers, or did it, like... Um, because they've been very, they've been very, especially once the the bad press started coming out about it, they've been very careful about saying, well, whoa, 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 it's not, it's not biographical. It's, it's a, you know, it's a work of fiction. But, um, but what they're is it still that they're using... trying to say other than just like, here's an uncomfortable it's, fucking I mean, train ride. Enjoy. Yeah, I, I think it's to to draw attention to the the culture of 1950s Hollywood. It's it. it I'm going to try to sum up what I think they're thinking. It's not necessarily that yeah. I think they accomplished it perfectly. Um, it's a post-Me Too version of let's go back and look at an era and, and kind of suppose the things that nobody's saying. Try to read between the lines of the history books. Uh, kind of clean away like, some of the whitewashing of, you know, things we can assume were happening that aren't going to be written down in, you know, all, all the uh, like, Maryland biographies that are out there and kind of the glossing over of um like the bad behavior that we've seen in the last couple years that's been addressed at the me too movement yeah like yeah it came it's it's always been very especially (laughs) post weinstein like you know um yeah yeah hollywood and and i and i feel like a little bit of the 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 i don't i don't want to say there's not criticism that's that's deserved because there's 
so many there, there's a lot of decisions here that I'm not sure were the right decisions and even even if they were the right decisions like does it what does it add to to the discussion um yeah but it is a takedown of Hollywood in a way and I think when you do that like this some of the bad press I think just just automatically comes at it from that angle like you know yeah. No, I, I I can see how it it is pointing a deserved finger at Hollywood. Oh yeah, yeah. And and for years, but it's the there's so many ways you can tell that story, and you could have been accurate, right? Oh, and yeah. told that story when it comes to you know using the life of Marilyn Monroe. I I feel like it's a cop out for the filmmakers and the promoters and Netflix even um, to. We're going to point the finger at how bad Hollywood is, but Here's we're going to use... an NC-17 film to do it. Yeah, we're going to use an NC-17 film to do it, and we're going to show the life of a well-known, really huge pop culture icon. Yeah, sex who, icon. A too. sex icon yeah. who, who did experience this ter- you know, really terrible stuff in Hollywood, but we're going to crank it up a notch for the film. Yeah. Beyond the truth, you know, it's it's like, do you really need to add more? That wasn't enough. Well, the thing is, is like they don't even show the diversity of Marilyn and like everything she actually did accomplish in her lifetime. Like it just, they just showed her as this vulnerable human being, like a lamb through the slaughter. I think I saw like one reviewer essentially kind of say, and I'm like, I can't unsee that. I'm like, yep, that's exactly. Like for a uh, first person view of of like the the slaughterhouse essentially, and it's just well, like oh my fucking even, god! Even in the scenes where they do try to you know flip a chip or two at her, like hey, when she's talking to people, you know about what Dostoevsky wrote or whatever, like to to in to give you the hint that she was she's an intellectual. She yeah. was intellectual. She was well read. You know, she didn't have a lot of formal she training, but wanted she wanted to be taken seriously. Yeah. She yeah. even created her own like fucking uh, film uh, company because uh, yeah. of Fox's mm-hmm. bullshit and like. Well, they they she they took keep alluding of to her. That. Well, they, yeah, and exactly well, also... they allude to that in the film, and then when it does show images of like her private life, they're they're showing her to be the Marilyn Monroe character in her private life. With daddy so, issues, like with daddy wazoo. issues, so it was. It's so it, it it's meaningless, at least from my perspective. We're gonna show a scene where there's just enough of a. Oh yeah, you know, like she was actually kind of smart too. All right, but we're not gonna show that. Actually, we're gonna yeah. show her as being super fucked up all the time, and it because was nonstop. It's, it's almost a House of Horrors esque uh, presentation of like here, we're just gonna parade you through all of the like. Let's say all this stuff was true in any way of form of speculation obviously it's kind of cranked up to because i feel like it's not it's historical fiction in a way of like it's filling in blanks and, and certainly not all of this is actually true but it's kind of like well it could be true because we don't actually know that you know and um which is a is a tad could be a tad irresponsible in places i think um well but yeah yeah yeah, I did like like you said. It just it, it really perseverated on the terrible things. It didn't really ever take you out of that. Like it just really, well, really beat you down. <laughs> well, yeah. the, like you pointed out that like earlier, like they're trying to attack or not attack. They're trying to expose. I think uh, to show like the the toxicity 
and their harassment within the entertainment industry and how long and far back it goes. Great, but you're taking like uh, an icon who was legitimately abused by this corporation, but also was a survivor and did various things like tragic life, but also there's some highlights, but you're just taking that person. That's, that's the sacrifice to do this exposure, which in itself, the reason that some of the criticisms have said, like you're just exploiting Marilyn, like they did in a different sense. Yeah. I totally fucking, I, I agree. Yeah. Like I can't that's, disagree with that. That's how I strongly feel. That's one of the things coming out of the movie that I wish that I, that I feel um, badly about the way she's depicted is that instead of being a, a use the word survivor, I think they they perseverate on her being a victim and never 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 move her along in her character arc to becoming a survivor. Yeah. Like she's just victim. I mean, and that's it. Yeah, and that's unfortunate she, because I'm not sure that's the truly the case. Um, I mean, certainly no. she struggled with mental illness and and substance abuse yeah. issues and 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 such. But um, I think she, she, she certainly was also a survivor. Her... And yeah. She in real life she was in control of her um her persona, her Marilyn mm, yeah. persona. Like that was under her control. It did it have its drawbacks in typecaster, yes, and she fought that uh tooth and nail. Like she did a lot. Um and there were pressures like that I I I think are unimaginable. It's definitely for three men doing a podcast. <laughs> um yeah, at yeah. live in modern times. But it's one of those things that like that probably yeah ultimately led to her tragic end but mm-hmm. um but to just deny that like this human being of like 36 years was just a constant punching bag um just it just seems so unfair and you kind of need it it's disingenuous yeah it is it is and it's just it's just so fucking hard to just i watch i, I was film. reading a little bit more about her life her actual life and, and what is known from people that have studied it you know and like talked to people that knew her and so on and one of the things this movie totally leaves out is not only was she like in control of her persona she was really quite witty yeah but with a very dry wit mm-hmm. um one of my favorite little stories i read about it is when her marriage to arthur miller dissolved a reporter came up to her and said how do you respond to the accusations that the only reason Arthur Miller married you in the first place is because he needed a muse. And she said to the reporter, I'll only respond to that if you promise to print every word I say in context. And he said, okay. And she goes, all right, no comment. (laughs) (laughs) You know, like, all right, that's fucking cool. Yeah. Yeah. They didn't show that kind of of stuff. This movie's missing this. Yeah, exactly. That's what it needs to like. That's going back to like surviving, like somebody who is like you have a person who is dealing with this bombardment of harassment and abuse, and and you got to show like what avenues they're trying to do in this cruel environment and world, just to keep their humanity, to keep themselves as going as far as they they possibly could. Well, uh-huh. no, the movie starts out with so many layers of trauma being befelled upon a young girl. That was fa- I haven't seen that much trauma since the first Silent Night, Deadly Night. First know, fucking ten minutes like, is shit, child shit, abuse. Shit, shit. Holy oh shit. Oh my god, attempted yeah. child homicide. Just, and then like yeah. five minutes later, an actual rape. And it's just like, oh god. Again, I was just like, I... 
I'll be honest with you guys. I watched this in chunks, which I think you guys did too. Yeah, yeah, I did too. I, I did. It not would be tough to do film. it once. I oh, couldn't really? finish mm. the film. I got halfway through, and I really just. Again, this movie is almost three it, hours. It doesn't long, get any so lighter. I, that's for sure. I, but no, yeah, it gets and worse. I'm a, I'm aware of where it goes. I read. I I at least did the Wikipedia read as one does, and I'm like, yeah, no, I, I'm glad I jumped the ship when I did. Um, but like, I just couldn't morally continue further. I'm like, I can't, I don't want to be a voyeur in somebody else's just torture and like to be completely unable to do anything. It just doesn't sit right. I don't like Again, it. yeah. And again, <laughs> yeah. just because it was fictionalized, it's it, based on a real person. If you're yeah. going to fi- change the fucking names then or something, I don't get It didn't this. even have gonna, to be her. This it's really yeah. re- this is no different than what Netflix did with the the Dahmer special a few months ago. Yeah, it's kind of ends up in the same place and there's enough truth to it where you can say it's biopic like, but then they change so many things about people that were victims or you know, that were real human beings and their experience. They're still alive to, to see that, and they're changed, and they've done that here with somebody's legacy and some people that are still alive. So, yeah. yeah. I, know, I, that, that's I really feel kind disturbing. of the same way about this that I feel about the, the Dahmer show, and we just watched that recently. Um, mm-hmm. I guess I'll throw shit right at the fan and uh, let the cat out of the bag. I, did, I, I actually didn't hate this movie. I actually uh, feel like it's got some merits. Um, yeah. I have a complex relationship with it because I think it's a complex movie. Uh, yeah. In any way to say that it was enjoyable or that I, like, liked it is weird because that's, that's it's just not a likable movie. Like, it's it's hor- no. it's quite horrible. However, reading that that's kind of what the filmmakers set out to do. Um, Success. I feel like it's a very successful movie in a lot of ways. There are some things that, that cripple it here and there. Um, and I think that there's just places they go, they go too far with a couple of the concepts. And, um, one question I have for you guys is, uh, just something I came up with when kind of watching this. And it was things like this, that this, this movie invoked to me that this made me start to appreciate what I was, what, what this was a little bit more. Uh, And that is, um, the fact that I I don't believe in any point at this movie that that Marilyn or Norma Jean is a, is a reliable narrator, and that this actually kind of plays with the concept of you know uh, fiction and mental illness and substance abuse and and all of these is um, you know are we supposed to believe at any point that this is biographical in any way like is this really the th- or is this the uh, especially towards the end of the film as she starts to degrade into are we just witnessing the delusions of a person who's kind of lost grips? Um, oh, man. And I think that's certainly the case in many of the things. Because I, do, I don't think anybody, even though, even though it's a fictionalization, like is really believing this uh, idea that she's being kidnapped and, and you know her fetus is being forcefully aborted from her body and, and all of this. It, I feel like it's, it's very much ingrained in this... Uh, kind of obsession slash fear that she had around being a mother because of her relationship with her mother and and um yeah i don't know i I started off with the question there i wanted to let you respond and i'm well even the stuff with with her mother at the beginning is fictionalized yeah Yeah. 
that's the thing like when you when you watch this like that's the first thing i did when i when i stopped is i read about her again wikipedia article which is a lengthy fucking thing Mm -hmm. um i had to out of some merit but joe's right you're just right away like wow uh, the first her, half of this her, movie that I've seen thus far is complete bullshit. Yeah, from what I've read, her mother did suffer with some some mental illness yeah. later paranoid, in life. Paranoid schizophrenia, I think she was yeah. diagnosed with. And and that was hard. And and Norma Jean Mortensen did spend some time in some foster homes yeah. until she turned eighteen. Um, and there were some rough stories was, of those foster homes too. Yes, there yeah. are. It was not fine. But no. up to that point, a good childhood. But it was just the um, the degree in which they show the mother's psychosis was pretty disturbing as well. Yeah, uh, not a so, good depiction of and, mental and, illness either. And then we're going to, like you said, Eric, use that as a springboard for her mental breakdown later in in her in the film and yeah. her her life story. Um, so it, like it's already based on fiction uh I, I again i know i keep you know beating the dead horse on this but I, again how uh, uh, a fictional biopic sounds like it's an oxymoron <laughs> well I mean, yeah of course to some and degree I, all biopics i think we need to lose to lose the word biopic because even though it it falls into that genre it's become a genre of films this is not one this of is those. like ancient aliens yeah <laughs> yeah it's so strange too because again it's it's not like they they're subtle with anything again it, this feels like i, I got I, I hurt myself later because i'm using the goddamn term but this is like fake news it you is <laughs> it's i mean but yeah. it but it fake it, history you know it's fake history is really what it is because you're using the names and the general time periods on a general outline of somebody's life it's not like they're not saying this guy she's married to is, you know, hey, it's not former ball player Joe DiMaggio. That's no, fucking <laughs> right. Joe DiMaggio. You know, it's they, they weren't toying around with, oh, and maybe the guy that she's, one of the guys she's hanging out with earlier in her career is the son of a famous silly movie star, Buster Keaton. No, it's fucking Cass Chaplin. You know, it's yeah. they, they say the names. I think, um, but that, that so that's it, kind of where I was in so much going with there. my comment is like how much of, of like, perspective are we you know uh, and not that like are we supposed to see this as a historical document is this or is this somebody's life story through the eyes of an unreliable narrator somebody that's that's been through these tragedies are we looking back at it through Marilyn's eyes because that's kind of the way that I ended up seeing it I didn't I didn't think I was seeing it that way at first but you know what this could have been if you take Marilyn out which like, I think focusing around Marilyn is what made it difficult. I think if you would have Forrest Gump this, like a dark Forrest Gump, but you have a female actress that is like a Marilyn Monroe type, which was a thing that did occur a lot during that time, and you just yeah. have a fictional character go through this. Again, not a movie I would have wanted to see, but I think that would have been easier because then you're not diminishing somebody's legacy. You're focusing on what it is you're trying to communicate, which is, again the horrific nature of this period of time in the industry and how that relates to current times. I mean, they practically did the same shit in this movie, which by the way, I will say this movie is beautifully made. It is the choreography, the choreography, the cinematography, uh, and, and, and everything was, I think was fucking great. The way they spliced, um, 
the actors and actresses into like the actual yeah. footage and shit was seamless just and creepy. Beautiful. Like yeah, it was yeah. A, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, but again, <laughs> I think they could have done that literally with a f- like a fake character. If that was what you're gonna do, do the Forrest Gump route and die that. You just have a fictional character that that is this. You know. Essentially, kind of what they what what Todd Haynes did with his uh, 2007 film "I'm Not There," which is clearly all about the lives of Bob Dylan. Yeah, yeah. But they never say Bob Dylan. You know. Um, yeah. There's. there's I, I think I I would have. That would have been a better way because. Because uh, even if you're even if they are going for the okay, so this these are you know the real people, but this is just from this unreliable narrator's perspective. Yeah. Okay. But someone's writing that. So somebody literally sat down to say, I'm going to write about what what if all of the really screwed up rumors we heard about Marilyn Monroe were what were going on in her head. Mind you, how it's it's more pride to put yourself in. I know it's certainly questionable, being that this is a a male writer sitting down trying to do this. However, it is based on a yeah. I don't know anyway. a female sure. writer. Like, yeah. but, but I will say that 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 book. Blonde ends with an assassination by Secret Service. Like certainly does. Yeah, he changed so that back they to changed the, like. It. Yeah, uh, they changed, changed it into something else that is still like. And again, I do know how it ends. Essentially, like oh, one of my lovers that never actually were there in history. Yeah, uh, I pretended to be my father years later. That really fucked me up. By yeah. And I I don't know if there's any historical truth to the father thing. I mean, obviously she had a father, but like you know, so yeah. Well, allegedly there was like her father. They did actually find out who her father was. Yeah, okay. Just a few, just not long ago through DNA. Through DNA, and he was a coworker of a studio with her mother. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. And she has siblings. She had siblings, by the way. She had half siblings and siblings. Um. Yeah. Yeah, so anyway, I don't, so don't need to dwell on that because we're already getting kind of long. Um, yeah, sorry. I had two other like major thoughts about kind of what impressed me about this movie, and, and I'll go yeah. there and you can tear me down because it probably deserves it. But um, And we touched a little bit on this when we were talking before we uh, started recording, and that's that this is a very different kind of movie than the biopics we've been exposed to over the past like, 10, 20 years that have become very like sterilized. Uh, yeah. have have shied away from controversy have been like the ooh it's approved you know approved by the family and they you know they they kind of like try to like kiss everybody's ass and make them these per- picture perfect their celebration pieces maybe that's the way they should be i'm going to i'm playing devil's advocate a little bit here but this reminds me this movie reminded me of something i honestly i couldn't decide at, t- at points whether this was an Oliver Stone movie or this was a Zack Snyder film it's somewhere in between the two of them uh, actually, Sucker, yeah. Sucker Punch is the movie it reminds me the most of in places, but it's Ooh, a better, yeah. a more well-made Sucker Punch. But, um, <laughs> but I would say tech, technically, from a technical perspective, it's a very interesting film as to how it's made from a technical perspective. The performances are good. Are are very good. Oh yeah. Yeah. Everybody talk in about this the main is actress as very, very girl. good. Yeah. I and I know that was well. also for some silly reason one of the the reasons that there was controversy, controversy was Anna de Armas's performance. Like, oh, she's been cast as Marilyn Monroe. She does a fantastic job. She does. Yeah, just yeah. She totally deserves that. This movie's been yeah. nominated for two Oscars, and one is her as uh, 
Best Actress and uh, two is the cinematography. Both of those things deserve those yeah, Oscar nominations. Absolutely. I also think this probably deserves its Razzie nomination as well. It's a complex movie, and it just kind of like, yeah, it's really... I, and I think that's the reason I found it so interesting is because it's just all over the place. It, get, it, it, it evoked a lot of, like, emotional response. So, um, yeah. And also, uh, the, the Oliver Stone comment is this, this reminds me of his attempt at tackling biography like the doors like movie JFK. jfk um you know to to w. a lesser extent w yeah um they're they're highly fictionalized highly dramatized um highly stylized versions of history uh the doors yeah. movie reminds me of because of all the fantasy and psychedelic sequences in that movie and the fact that he totally ignored most of the actual events of jim morrison's life and just kind of made up a character um, a character that all of us kind of wanted to see that we thought we knew about. Um, and that's kind of what, what where they went with this. It's, it's in that vein. So I feel like this this is a movie that would have, you know, in, in the 90s when, when Oliver Stone was making those movies, this is that's very much this style. They're very mm-hmm. they're very artistic movies that are, um, you know, not as concerned with telling you the truth as evoking the emotion that they're trying to, you know, the relation to the character and such. This one goes too far in many places, but I do think it ha- it is successful. It, it also is successful in many places uh, with doing that. I, I think you bring up a really good point in comparing this to the Oliver Stone stuff, especially The Doors. Um, <laughs> and, and, and JFK, too, because what was the... I mean, if you think about what's, what's the... The, the message that you're kind of getting when you watch the doors no it is not based on on <laughs> fact right um but with the inclusion of the music and the psychedelics yeah that is how people viewed jim morrison at the time was this kind of outrageous rock god deep lizard king thing right <laughs> jfk the whole movie's about the assassination investigation there's outrage and so you kind of get that outrage when you watch that film you, the so many people stuff are that is about so over the top. Theories. Yeah, yeah, it's all conspiracy theories and hidden dark secrets and stuff like that because that's what people wanted to see when they talked about and and read about the, the JFK assassination. Nobody and, wanted to accept that it's just some fucking redneck, right? Yeah, no, and, it was, you know, no, it had to be a conspiracy. This, I agree, it goes way too far because. This isn't what people... I mean, I hope this isn't what people want to feel when they think about this icon. If it is, that's messed up. Yeah, I I think it's an attempt to kind of, like, quote-unquote, pull the sheet back and, like, here's, you know, here's the real something underneath, uh, you know, the, the glossy Hollywood icon thing. But, again, I, I think... I think you push that too far in the direction and you kind of like have cheapened who the real uh, historical character is a bit. Well, yeah. yeah. It, you deny their humanity by like, you have this trajectory where like, well, this was a tragic figure that died tragically, therefore the entire thing is tragedy. And it's like, no, that it's, 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 it's more accurate and true that what this is is another human being just trying to survive these difficult environments, having some losses, having some victories, but you know, in the end, something you lost. But that doesn't mean that 
you just go straight to the fucking loss. <laughs> like you have yeah. to show like that's that's how life is sometimes like you think you could really make it and then just one bad day or two can really like change the game every every fucking moment and it's like that seems more artistically speaking uh, fucking fascinating more truth to the soul not again this just endless torture it's like well she was a tragic figure yeah we fucking know like there's <laughs> yeah. a lot of that Obviously, but yeah. it's not her entire life again just do a different fucking character if you want to fucking go this route that's fine but you were taking an actual fucking name a person and doing this and let's be honest most people aren't gonna fucking actually read the bios they're just gonna fucking watch the movie well <laughs> true yeah, yeah, I, yeah I, I think it runs that risk for sure it, it's it's also if they wanted to pull the sheet back what happened what the truth under the sheet is bad enough yeah. true yep it's bad enough and this was just well let's make it worse yeah for an audience shock appeal because we don't think that an audience would be as affected by it no i mean i would hope that that's what i mean by you know by by ramping this one up i hope this isn't what people wanted to see if people want to see like how bad it was if they wanted to use the marilyn monroe story as a cautionary tale like to pro promote the me too movement or something equivalent of that all they had to do was tell the truth yeah. by by going over the top ironically they contribute to the same thing that they're complaining about which is exploitation mm -hmm. and so they because that's they the shot whole thing about shot, me but too is talking about talking about people's truths in a situation mm -hmm. and like i don't think that every that. biopic needs to be factually accurate to every detail i i remember in high school talking to people since we brought it up the, the doors film i mm. remember talking to people in high school about the doors film and you could tell people that it actually like read stuff on the doors versus those that just saw the movie <laughs> because they'd always like oh i always admired how jim morrison like quit film school I'm like yes that happens when you graduate <laughs> not because <laughs> you got angry that someone didn't understand your art yeah. um but it made him you a know, better character of, in the in the it sense It made of the it film. a better character. Exactly. It's a different kind of a film. Like I, and again, I don't want to I don't want to defend this film too much because I do think it 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 potentially crosses some lines. Like I have a complicated relationship with it because I I feel like it's got some merits, but then I feel like it pushes things. I mean, let, let's talk about the scene. Okay, let's talk about the scene that uh, in in a movie like this, it might be fun with air quotes i'm doing air quotes if you can't see me um so what what was the scene that you really think like pushed it too far and i'll, I'll start for me it was the conversations with the fetuses <laughs> that were growing yeah. inside of her um i thought it was that a very was, poor yeah. decision uh to do that that sounds to me some like something that might work on the page like in a novel because you are talking about introspection right that's very possible to do on the page but when you depict that in a film it it almost came across like it almost took it to a silly level which doesn't feel right in this movie like it's like oh, okay that's uh, could be because of, you know, recent developments politically about, you know, uh, abortion laws and such. It could be that it comes off being a little bit, maybe a little bit pro-life. The filmmaker denies yeah, that a... vehemently. Yeah. And I kind of believe him, but at the same time, it's like, I, I do see where that's coming from. Like, it's, it's, yeah. it's kind of there. You, how could so. you not? It, but it, also, yeah. she didn't, she only had miscarriages. Right. Like, as far as they know, yes. Yeah. 
Yeah, even according to like previous doctors that she's yeah, had, yeah. it's just like she's nope. She had that, that's where I kind of like tragic in themselves. That's where I was kind of like, why? That and that, that, that to your point, Joe. This is this is the point that does it for me. Like, why would you write that in there if you didn't have an agenda? If it's not true. Yeah. yeah. So like that. Yeah, I, I get it. Um, so yeah, it's it's an interesting one because it's got so many. I feel like it's so successful in so many ways. Let's talk about the acting because the act and some of the the good stuff about it um yeah that's that's fair yeah yeah um anna de armas um who i only knew from knives out i think who i i like she was great in that knives mm-hmm. out and blade runner uh 2049 yeah. for which me. i've not yeah. seen i should probably see that but yeah she's great in that one that's actually the first role yeah. i i saw her in but yeah she is so good in this movie that I'm kind of rooting for to win the Oscar. I don't really know much about the Oscar movies, so since I've seen this one, it's like I don't really want to. I don't really want to give this movie an Oscar, but I want to give her an Oscar for her performance because she's just transformatively fantastic. Yeah. Um, I was a little skeptical when I heard she was playing Marilyn Monroe. I was like, really? Like that's that's kind of a stretch, and it has nothing to do with her being chilean and it has nothing to do with her being you know um it has to do more with like just the way i had seen her in that other movie and like it just didn't seem to translate she's phenomenal she like literally walks into the you forget that you're watching an actress it's one of those performances it's it's so good yeah so yeah yeah like they even said like oh it's like oh you can still hear a cuban accent when she does english uh does the 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 cuban uh, what did i say she's cuban you're right you said chilling yeah yeah, Uh, it's fine uh, it's fine. Um, you're thinking of Pedro, I think. Yeah, probably. Um, I'm always thinking of Pedro. No. Uh, me too. So. <laughs> it's hard not to. It's been my recent man crush. Like, God, yeah. he's just a wonderful person. Uh, anyway, sorry. I, I needed that levity. Um, <laughs> but, no, like, uh, I guess there were some like, comments about, like, you can still hear her Cuban accent occasionally when she's doing the Monroe uh, voice. And I'm like, I never fucking caught it at no. all. Again, I only watched half the movie. Again, no, that mo- no. it's a long and movie. It, That's I, an hour and a half. But she is she is excellent in it. Yeah. And for all of the other historical figures that they they have in this, Adrian Brody plays a very convincing Arthur Miller. Mm-hmm. Um, Bobby Cannavale. Is, I mean, he pretty much was born to play Joe DiMaggio. Yeah, he kind of plays a version <laughs> of Joe DiMaggio and everything. Anyway. Um, <laughs> Casper Philipson, who plays the president, who's clearly JFK, uh, oh, has played JFK in a bunch of things, so that was kind of appropriate. Yeah. The one there was one. Uh, oh, I, there were a couple of things that I thought was neat in in the scenes where it shows them filming the film "Some Like It Hot." Um, oh yeah. Sorry. Go ahead. Chris Lemon yep. plays his father, Jack Lemon. Mm-hmm. That was that, so cool. Is, I thought that was really. That cool. is because yeah. I, I had I kind of did a double take. I'm like, holy shit, that really looks like Jack. I Lennon thought it in was. I thought it was spliced because they do so seamless with like some of they the splicing really and stuff. I thought they that. just put her into the movie and then like they had conversations that weren't. I mean, it's like, oh whoa, yeah. hang on, who is that? Like that looks just like Jack Lemmon. And then I saw the credits at the end. And I was like, oh, it's his son or his but, son or sense, grandson, son, right? I think it's his son. Yeah, yeah. and so then to to be. Again, with the levity, I, I'll, I'll appease that. Did you notice who played Norma Jean's personal makeup artist, Whitey? I. This is probably a source. In my head canon, because of this fucked up film, this is where Marilyn Monroe got a lot of her strength. I, because Whitey was played by Tobias Huss, 
who you'll know from s- The Adventures of Pete and Pete as Artie, the strongest man in the oh, world. Oh, gosh. I was trying to place him. And it, <laughs> there was a moment when I thought he was James Ramar, and then I'm like, no, it's not him. Um, and I was trying to place where I knew him from. I, yeah, I can't believe that. I mean, I do believe it. I didn't know yeah. who it was. I saw it in the credits. Artie. I was like, he looks so familiar. and Strongest yeah. man in the world. Um, that relationship needed more building. The little bit they did of it, I really liked, but yeah. uh, I wish yeah. I would have seen a little more of that. And that could have added some levity there, you know. Like, again, there you could have, you you need to. Yeah, like, they it's clearly a three-hour fucking film. To. You had the time. Yeah, yeah, and it does. They it, didn't it, want to. It plays out like just a bunch of vignettes of terrible things. You take all the terrible chapters out of somebody's life and, and portray them, well, string them together. I want to point out another thing too. Is like her one moment that I've saw. Of where she had a positive sexual experience, which one still felt weird, uh, but it comes from two men, not one man, mm-hmm. but two men. Yep. Um, yeah, the supposed the juniors, the juniors, <laughs> yeah. which never happened um, ever <laughs> that I've seen. Uh, yeah, I Wikipedia that because like, I've never this? heard that story, and and as I as far as I can tell, there's no real historical backing for that. So. No, and it's just one of those like I get what they're trying to say. Like, yeah, you're just one of us misfits. But then again, later on, like, oh look, we're fucking emotionally abusive as well. Anyways, like, here's naked photos of you that we gave to your fucking like current husband that beats you, mm. um, which was a legit thing, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, but the thing is, just like even her, even like I said, that one moment of levity that I don't feel is levity, uh, is <laughs> is, is like. Um, just these two weird men that just like hey we're doing the ex- sexual exploration for you <laughs> yeah it was also, still exploitive you wanted to get an, an abortion cool yeah, it <laughs> like, was still, yeah. it, there was still a lot of explo- ex- you know, oh my god and they, they it, never it depicted still a form of exploitation yeah they never depicted them as like trustworthy or they, they seemed like slimy characters from the get go like it was yeah. never yeah yeah, yeah. well and crazy. the the whole <laughs> The whole Marilyn Monroe and Kennedy thing oh, is man. probably so overblown. Oh my god! Oh, dude, you know, Over- and the way that really. it's shown in this is <laughs> Puns really now disturbing. In this no. Seriously, Joe, no. it, it, this 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 was really overdone. Um, like, oh, I'm it, sure the Kennedys enjoyed it. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, it it it, it was one of those reasons that. Yeah, that was another moment that I was like, okay, we we going for the NC-17 here? Is that why we're we're doing this? Yeah. But anyway. Yeah. yeah. There, there's that that whole sequence of, of her. Again, if they were going for this is what's going on in her mind, that wasn't a well-executed plan, uh, if that's what they were going for, because it, it really just looked disturbing. Um, I mean, I it, 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 I think it was supposed uh, to look disturbing. I think everything in here well, was yeah. intentionally doing that. I mean, all the emotions you felt watching this were intended to be that way. It's whether or not you know, it's it's the uh, it's whether or not that's fair. I think, or whether it, it's it, it makes the point they're trying to make at the end. Why of Why do you think this ended up on the Razzies? Because it's. I think it's just it's complicated like it's it's a really because it's it's such a hard movie to watch but at the same time it's very compelling and beautiful and like all these other things too so i think when you when you 
throw art in front of people that is really like you, you walk away from it and you're like I don't and I've been like this since I finished it like I don't know what I think of this movie I kind of hate it but I kind of really think it was really effective at the same time I kind of hate that it's not factually accurate but then I kind of feel like that was I don't know like that was the point and and I don't know I think when you throw really complicated art in front of people and I don't want to build this up too much because I have some problems with it but most people will react like Ugh! you know like that's I don't know what to make of that and I'm just going to kind of toss it on um, but I think number one reason is exactly what you guys have been saying and I don't disagree with that and that is that it 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 took a historical icon and tried to martyr them but in a way that kind of ended up cutting them down a bit like yeah. taking away the good just additional stuff. violation really like, yeah yeah and at the point like what is the point of being a martyr for any sort of cause if it it kind of sacrifices who you were or you know i mean not that that's Marilyn's choice but, but like you know yeah yeah well and i would just think of like other films that you know, th- th- this isn't the first film to have both a Rami, or, I'm sorry, a Razzie and an Academy Award. No, it feels like at they're at the same time. Yeah, every year there's like that one that kind of crosses over. Yeah, but... yeah. I mean, it was obviously this year it's it's Blonde, but previously it's been well and and Elvis, but Joker was another one that was nominated for both. Mm-hmm. Um, and Joaquin I, Phoenix. I think that one's got best some similarities picture. to this one. But there's some similarities there. Yeah, so. Joker was up for according in 2019, according to what I'm reading here, Joker was nominated for a Razzie for worst reckless disregard for human life and public property. Um, <laughs> they always I have a weird s- category. Yeah, it's like, I I kind of feel like Blonde. I could see it being nominated for that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, literally yeah. worst reckless disregard for human life and public property. I or, could see or, or, that perfectly. Na- like national icon or historical icon, like in some yeah. property disregard thing. for human life or of a yeah. historical icon, of a historical yeah. figure. Yeah. Um, but I think that very specific. But to, to nominate Blonde for worst picture at the Razzies, and I, and worst I, director, and mm-hmm. worst director. Yeah. Can no, I? I I don't know. Can I say that I think he deserves the worst director nomination? but not the That's, worst picture nomination like <laughs> director for sure yeah and I, and i'm actually like throwing him under the bus more from a writing standpoint because i think directing the film is maybe not the problem <laughs> but because that was yeah. done very that was actually done very very well in my opinion like it's it's a it's not all it's it's not just a competent movie it's a incredible movie from a visual standpoint like and an, and an uh, acting standpoint and just everything else that's a problem. <laughs> so. Yeah. God. Yeah. Definitely yeah. left me uncomfortable, and. Um, I mean, and I think that's why I've kind of been like evaluating, like trying to decide what I really think of it, is because it it did affect, like it was effective to me, like it did. It, yeah. I kept thinking about it, and it and it. It's like I really. It made me almost right sick to too. my stomach <laughs> like, at some point. Yeah. Like yeah, yeah. I and mean, I got it's I like, was angry about it man. and. I feel like that can't be ignored either, even if it's, no. I don't know, but. I think, like, the, like, again, I think the message in, like, if that was, if that was the intention and that was the message, I think you just should have just made up a, a character in that situation. Yeah, I um, see that. Because of the complication 
like again you're you're just adding more shit to a person who already got shot like shat on quite a bit um mm-hmm. yeah yeah <laughs> yeah well what do you think should we <laughs> do we have to grade it <laughs> do we have to grade <laughs> this one yeah. uh what it's a complicated one i don't know man <laughs> yeah uh, I, I had a hard time coming up with a grade for this and i still haven't really settled on one but i guess I'll maybe, maybe 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 um, let's not try let's just can we just let no, somebody I'm, I'm really a... has one i don't yeah i don't know i mean i could try yeah, i could try to force one um i don't it, want to force anything anymore i, I well there's <laughs> that right no, I again to reiterate though, I don't feel like every biopic needs to be 100% accurate because if you want to know about someone's life, then do the the historical stuff. And guess what? Not everybody's life is always interesting, even if it's tragic. Uh, but if you're going to make a movie about it, I get it. You have to add some dramatic effect and flair, and and sometimes make it a good story because when you're making a film about a person, ultimately it becomes fiction. I get that. Uh, in this case, the story that very clearly the filmmakers are trying to tell about the the abusive history in Hollywood and the the unquenchable thirst that people have for pop cultural icons, especially sex icons, yeah, uh, and how even to this day is, with like TikTokers and shit. to this day, yeah. um, and how how damaging it can be. It, it's that is a story to tell. And, oh, you want to do it with on Marilyn Monroe? Well, sh- great candidate, because shit, that's what happened. Yeah. And, wow, you, that wasn't enough. That, I don't know how to interpret that. It wasn't enough for, for a film-going audience, because you thought they, they're they not going to be okay. Like, they won't be shocked by what, what actually happened. We have to add more. I'm not sure how to interpret that. Yeah. Uh, it's a confusing film. It is technically incredibly well made and very well performed. Um, the writing, see, this is also where I get tripped up on things too, because, like I mentioned earlier, watching Star Wars prequels with terrible scripts being read by really good actors and actresses. In this case, you have incredible performances from shit scripts. I don't know how that's possible. <laughs> Somebody really doing a great job reading horrible dialogue. Um, so I'll, I'll give it the credit where it's due, but ultimately, no, it's not a pleasurable film. I guess, do I want to grade this as a movie that I recommend? No. Uh, from just <laughs> yeah. a technical perspective, well, that's not really as, as genuine either. So I'm going to kind of meet in the middle and say I, I'll give this one a, a very generous C-. minus. It's not a film I would recommend. I don't think the source material was handled well i think it's disrespectful but it's done so in a very technically sound way and performed in a very passionate way and so it's gonna i guess save it from the pit completely ryan you want to feel free to abstain if you if you don't want to do a letter grade i i mean final to be fair i did not i didn't finish the movie but i will give my thoughts um, and it is me. I am kicking it in the pit <laughs> um, because I think even with it's unfortunate because it's less like the good performances, the good cinematography, the things that are positive are completely wasted with like just 
what the fuck were you thinking? Like, in, in terms of, like, what, Joe fucking puts it way fucking best. It's less like, was the history not bad enough um, mm-hmm. that you had to make it fucking even more torture, like, for the viewer? And no, I don't fucking recommend this movie either. Um, I can't. Especially anybody that has, like, a, a traumatic background. No. Fuck no. Do not do this. This is not... This movie does not have any rewards, in my opinion. Like, and that's unfortunate. Like I said, that's unfortunate because it's got a lot of like great acting and all that stuff. It's just, it's just for me. No, I didn't finish it. I couldn't finish it. I've never in this. I've seen some stupid fucking movies on this podcast <laughs> that pushed my fucking buttons and limits to <laughs> God knows where. But I start to finish at all those movies i don't think there's mm-hmm. ever been a I, there might have been another movie where i didn't finish or there's been a couple movies where i haven't had the chance cannibal. to watch cannibal the musical yeah i did not i did not <laughs> you should have that one you totally but should but that's i literally went five minutes in and then i'm like no nah, this isn't for me but, yeah but you gotta get go six it's so worth it but <laughs> anyway but i'm just saying yeah going back but this movie like i literally went halfway through again that is an hour and a fucking half that is still something and just like i can't i can't do this again i refuse to uh again like i felt like a voyeur like a helpless voyeur like one uh, just to completely just dehumanize somebody like that and like they could be say they could say whatever the fuck they want to say like like they're they were doing her a grand favor like of course you were you have to justify this violation that that you did and like I'm getting quite angry about it as I fucking speak, but it's it's it. I feel very true. I feel it's true. Like you can't just have someone be a punching bag and like in a way. It, I don't want to say it glorifies a suicide, but it excused it. Like oh look, like like yeah, I would have killed myself too. Kind of situation. Like look how shit this life was. Like no. That's, that's, again, the impact of mental health and, like, and suicide, I think, is, is to show, like, how difficult it is. Like, even if you have the highest moments, like, this thing can, can, can get you at some moment. But there's none of that. It's just like, yep, completely, I would have died too, like, after that. Like, I'm surprised that she lasted till 36. Like, that's kind of, like, the fucking feeling. And, again, like, you, I can't say bold creative disorder bold creative decisions at this point just horrific what the fuck decisions at this point like why would you do this like with the president scene the fucking like oh god so much of it yeah so fucking much of it and like you're making it fucking worse for no point for no clear point and weirdly have fucking pro-life messaging in there whether or not it's intentional or not like again why like, it's like every... Are these creative decisions? Yes, without a fucking doubt. Like, you can easily justify and see them, but they're weirdly in, like, what the not to do. Like, the the dark side of a artistic creative decision. It's just like, oh, yeah, this could have worked in some other context. This was not the context. And you did it for almost three fucking hours. <laughs> um, yeah. I... Uh... I highly don't recommend this movie. I can't give it any C's. I can't. Because for me, the grading system is like... 
like level of enjoyment and so forth but there was right. no enjoyment in this like again i i guess this the, the the performances and the look of the film is beautiful but it's just not enough to justify like this to avoid this movie like mm-hmm. a, as a psych just for one's fucking well-being just f- don't watch this movie it is not good for your health <laughs> it really isn't <laughs> um no uh. i mean that yeah, no, I and I I see that. Like, yeah. um, I don't know what I think of this movie. To tell you the truth, like yeah. grading this is next to impossible. Um, because I I feel like I appreciate it on some level, but then I actually agree with you guys. Like, it it it's not a fun movie to like. And I keep dwelling on the fact that like, oh, I think it was successful because it stuck with me. But I, then I think of the reasons why it stuck with me is because it's just so fucking depressing. <laughs> like it just relentlessly. Um, I don't know. Things I liked about it, I think I pointed out. But that, I don't think that saves the movie. It's like if, if we're actually going on, would you recommend this movie to people? Like, no, I'm not recommending this to anybody. That's why I ended up on the Razzie list because it's, it's something this that could have been. This is a movie that don't watch with anybody. Yeah. yeah, no, no, just, like, just, I think I, as, as much as I feel like I did appreciate a lot about it, I don't think I would say to watch this movie at all, like, yeah. don't punish yourself and, and, and do that, um, and it, I don't know, it's a tough decision, because I feel from a creative standpoint, not to say bold creative decisions, but this was a bold movie, does that make it good, is the question, like, it was definitely different, it definitely tried to push the envelope, um, yeah, I, I'm just so, like, I guess the fact that I had a response to it is, uh, just keeps driving me to, like, feel like I I owe it something, and maybe I don't. Like, I don't know, maybe I'm just gonna let go of that. Like, talking it out, like, it, 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 I already knew I had some issues with some of the, like, literal scenes and the things they did with, uh, with the movie, and, um, that's already gonna knock it down some points. There's some ridiculous ridiculous to the point of like why like you were saying why did you go that far why did we have to push it that far in that direction especially when we went into the realm of fiction right we were just like making stuff up and we're just heaping it on top um it seems needlessly um exploitative and uh i think that's the word i was trying to say earlier and it just I don't know. I'm, I'm really, I'm really saying the same thing to you guys. I'm gonna be generous to this one as well. I think I, I'm gonna land at a D plus, but at the same time, I feel like if you're, like if you're looking for like challenging, I hesitate to use the word like arty cinema, but like if you're looking for something that just, I don't know. I'm not gonna recommend it. It's not. You can find other things that'll kind of push those same buttons and not drag you through the the dumps that this one will. But man, some of the stuff was so good. The, the performances were so good. I love the presentation. I love the shifting aspect ratios between film and, and black and white, and just um, it, it was did a lot of cool things. But it's it was it's, wasted. It's some crazy, yeah. It like, yeah, I don't know. It's I had a complex reaction to this one, and I'm still not exactly sure what I think of it. But I'm gonna go with a D plus. That's to say, it has some redeeming notes. But I'm not recommending this to anybody. No way. Yeah. God, I well, there. I guess we this. <laughs> we bring you our. Uh, this was this is not a fun bad movie. It was just it was draining. Oh, yeah. Oh my yeah. god. Yeah. 
But here we uh, we give you the 2022-2023 Razzie special for the Video Junkier podcast. <laughs> and please let us know what you think of this one. Did you watch this? It's on Netflix. Um, what are your views on fictional versus accurate material in biopics? Is there such a thing as a fictional biopic or are all biopics fictional? We'd love to hear any of your questions, comments, criticisms, or witticisms, and you may direct those to the Video Junkier Podcast at gmail.com. You can also find us on Twitter at Video Junk Pod and on our main Facebook and Instagram pages for the Video Junkier Podcast. If you write it, we'll read it, and we'll always look forward to hearing from you. And did you hear that we have a Patreon page? If you like what you hear on the podcast, um, make your way over to www.patreon.com slash podcast, and uh, we have a opportunity for you to donate $1. That's right, $1. And uh, get into our $1 club where you can help us pick out what movies we watch on the podcast. I'd buy that for a dollar. Uh, you could have voted for something other than Blonde for us and saved us from experiencing this movie, but no one decided to vote in the poll. Uh, no. <laughs> um, it's your fault. <laughs> yeah, you I, did this Blame the us. listeners. Good job, Eric. Good. That's good. Uh, no. jo- uh, join us so we can fucking blame you for everything. Please, for our uh, sanity. Yeah, so I'll, I'll, yeah, I'll <laughs> donate you. Yeah, pay for the experience. Um, all Give donations do go back directly blade. into producing and hosting the show. Um, if you, um, we'd very much like to have you as part of the family. And we, whether you're donating or not, we would like to have you back to uh, talk movies with us once again. And um, coming up on the show, we gotta we gotta add some stuff to the schedule because I only got two weeks of things to name here. But uh, next week we're gonna watch Tremors. And uh, following that, the uh, I think the debut of Lucio Fulci on the Video Junkyard podcast with the City of the Living Dead. Um, so we're looking forward to something very, very different from what we're doing, what we did this week. Thank God. <laughs> Awesome, and we want to thank you once again for listening to the Video Junkyard Podcast, as always, and we hope that you enjoyed enough to share it around. And you'll join us again next week. And until then, I'm Joe Peterson. I'm Eric Branson. And I'm Ryan Seiskel saying, I can't face doing another scene with Marilyn Monroe. You have been listening to the Video Junkyard Podcast. I do wish we could chat longer, but... I'm having an old friend for dinner. You just can't let them go? Go! Stay on the road. Keep clear to the moors. We want to take this opportunity to thank you for listening to the Video Junkyard Podcast and remind you to find us on social media on Facebook at facebook.com slash Podcast, on Twitter at videojunkpod, and on Instagram as Video Junkyard Podcast, all one word. Want to thank you again for listening, and keep digging. Who knows what treasures you'll find in the Video Junkyard. <laughs>